The name of the book is entitled The Boy Who Loved Words, written by Ronnie Shatter. Words. Selig loves everything about them. But what to do with so many luscious words? Surrounded by doubters, Selig journeys forth and discovers there is always someone, a poet, a baker, maybe even you, searching for the perfect word, a word that he can provide. This enchanting tale from Ronnie Shatter celebrates language, the gift and gusto of words, and one boy's larger-than-life passion to share them. There are in this world people who are born collectors. Some collect shells or stones, others feathers. Some have even been known to collect tiny teaspoons. Such a one was Selig. He was a collector of words. Selig loved everything about words. The sound of them in his ears, the taste of them on his tongue, the thought of them when they percolated in his brain, and most especially, the feel of them when they moved his heart. Whenever Selig heard a word he liked, he'd shout it loud, jot it down on a slip of paper, and then stuff it into his pocket to save. Such a collector. Selig's pockets positively brimmed with words. He stuffed new ones inside his shirt, down his socks, up his sleeves, and under his hat. While other children busied themselves with bats, nets, and all manners of balls, Selig stayed on the outskirts, always on the periphery, listening and collecting delicious words. His father, a practical man who sold sturdy shoes for a living, wondered what good could possibly come from a son with such a strange predilection. His mother, a large, lovely woman from the old country, worried. Could her beautiful boy find happiness? Waving her arms in the air, she was a windmill of worry. As time went on, people began calling Selig by a new name. Wordsworth. Hey, Wordsworth, the kids would giggle. Here's a word for your collection. Oddball. Oddball, Selig repeated. The silly-sounding word should have made him giggle, but instead it made him lonely. One night, Selig had a dream. Alone in front of an unusual emporium, he encountered an oversized amphora. Curious, Selig gave it a tap. Swoosh! Out popped a swarthy, swirling man. Daijin, Selig exclaimed then. Genie, he shouted, enjoying the taste of tasty new words. What do you want? the genie asked. A wish? Such strange and savory words. Such an offer. At a loss for words, Selig suddenly knew his wish. It was for an answer. It's true. Am I really an oddball? Oddball? Fair. You are a wordsworth, a lover of voids. Already you have what people search for their whole lives. An enthusiasm, a passion. What you now need is a purpose, a mission. Then, without a word of warning, the genie disappeared. Selig awakened from his dream. Lickety-split, he packed a rucksack with a pillow and a blanket, apples, honey, cream soda, and his entire collection of words. He knew exactly what he had to do. Selig took to the road, determined to find his purpose. On the trail of his purpose, Selig's senses sharpened. He noted the nod and the toddle of tulips in the wind, the sway and the swagger of tree branches, and how at evening the light dimmed to announce the arrival of twilight and stars. 
dusk, Selig noted, adding that short and enchanted word to his collection. But in time, Selig's step grew heavy. Under the weight of so many words, it was harder and harder to move. He was shuffling and shambling when he might have been rambling and ambling. Perhaps what he needed to do was lighten his load, but how? Throw the words away? Waste them? Impossible. They're far too precious. Selig was too tired to think. His exhausted brain could imagine but one thing. Slumber. A splendid word. Sadly, he was too sleepy to write it down. In front of Selig stood a large and lovely tree. He removed his jacket, stuffed like his mama's strudel, with words. Tenderly, he hugged each word on its own separate branch, as if putting it to bed for the night. With a sip of cream soda and a nibble of honeyed apple, Selig clambered and then curled in the crook of the tree. Snug, he thought and fell directly to sleep. Comfortably cradled there, he dreamed of his mama, his mission, and macaroons, his favorite cookie. During the night, a pacing poet, unable to sleep for want of a word, found himself under the same tree, gazing hopelessly at the moon. Night after night, he'd been struggling to find the right words to describe it. Suddenly, mysteriously, a swirling wind blew up. Four of Selig's words sailed off their branches. Reaching skyward, the distracted poet caught them. Discarding the, discarding the word macaroon, he held tightly to lozenge, lemon, and licorice. The moon, he wrote in his notebook, growing more and more excited with each word, melted like a lemon lo lozenge in a licorice sky. My stars, the poet shouted, exultant. That's it. The following morning, Selig awoke to what he could only call a rhapsody of birds and words. The poet was reading his newest poem aloud, a poem chock-a-block, with Selig's words. Wiping the sleep crumbs from his eyes, Selig scrambled down the tree and saluted the poet. Your poem, he told him, contains some of my favorite words. How beautifully you use them. Why, thank you. For once the words just seem to come to me, upon my word. How lucky I am. What, may I ask, is your name? I should like to dedicate my poem to you. For a moment, Selig hesitated, and then suddenly, for the first time ever, he proudly proclaimed, They call me Wordsworth. It was then that Selig realized his mission. It was spreading the word, sharing his words with others. From that day forth, Selig's steps were light and filled with purpose. Ever the collector, he added new words as it pleased him. But now, whenever he felt word-heavy, he discovered the ideal places to sprinkle, disperse, and broadcast them. In that way, a baker whose pastries had always been ignored found his shop filled with a mob of hungry customers. When the baker's back was turned, Selig, on a macaroon break, had tossed some of his favorite words into the air. Crispy and crunchy landed next to the crumpets. Scrumptious fell against a loaf of pumpernickel. Luscious leaned against a layer cake. Upon my word, how lucky I am, the baker exclaimed when he turned back and saw his voracious new customers. Neighbors realized they were bickering when the words fuss, hubbub, and jibber-jabber rained down in them, and they stopped their fighting. Selig watched them grow still and gaze kindly upon one another after he cast hush, harmony, and chum in their direction. And so, by word of mouth, the legend began. 
It's Wordsworth, people would whisper, when suddenly the right word occurred to them. He is near, they would nod knowingly. Upon my word, how lucky we are. Years then passed. Selig was a man now, and also a myth. While he delighted in his work, he found that once again he was lonely. Solo, he sighed. One day after launching the words limber, spry, and gusto toward an aging, unhappy man, Selig heard a sound on the breeze. A single, pulsing, marvelous note floated through the air and found its way straight into his heart. Malefluous, he exclaimed. Pursuing that perfect note, Selig found a young woman seated by a lake playing a lute. Suddenly his heart was a flutter. Tremulously, he asked, Hmm, I may have a word with you. What is your name? They call me Melody, the woman sang out. The music of her voice, combined with the charm of her words, was to Selig the sweetest of all songs. It was love at first listen. Together they journeyed back to Selig's hometown to his mother and father. What a reunion! How his mother smiled when she saw them. Worried that they looked thin, she cooked Selig's favorite foods. Brisket, dumplings, plum crumble, strudel, and of course macaroons. To comfort their tired feet, Selig's father cobbled the couple his sturdiest shoes. Rested and restored, Selig resumed his life's work, joyfully gathering and scattering words on the wind. Since then, word by word, legions of lucky people have discovered and delighted them. You too may find yourself lucky if one day, while you're thinking or writing or simply speaking, the perfect word just seems to come to you. If so, you'll know that Selig is near. And on special days, if you feel like humming or suddenly bursting into song, you'll know that Melanie is with him. Upon my word, you may say, how lucky am I? And now a glossary in alphabetical order. A flutter means beating quickly. Ambling means walking easily. Amphora means a two-handed vase. To broadcast means to spread widely over an area. Chock-a-block means crowded. Chum is a friend or a pal. Clambered means climbed with feet and hands. Cobble means put together. Crispy is firm, fresh, and easy to crumble. Crook is a bend or a curve. Crunchy is crackling fresh. Disperse means to distribute and or pass out. Daijin is a genie, a magical person who grants wishes. Dusk is a dark part of twilight. Emporium is a large store. Encountered means to met, have met someone. Exultant means full of joy. Fuss is unneeded excitement. Giggle means to laugh in a silly way. Gusto means great enjoyment. Harmony is a feeling of agreement. Hesitated is weighted because of being unsure. Hubbub means loud or a mixed-up noise. Hush means to be quiet. Jibber-jabber is nonsense talk. Jot is to write quickly. Legions means large numbers. Lemon is yellow, like the fruit. Lickety-split means very fast and right away. Licorice is black, like the candy. Limber means able to bend easily. Lozenge means small candy, sometimes with medicine in it. Luscious is rich and delicious. 
A lute is a guitar-like musical instrument. A macaroon is a chewy cookie, usually almond-flavored. Mama is mother, mum, or mommy. Mellifluous means sweet-sounding. Myth is a legend or an old story about a hero. Oddball is a strange person. Passion means a strong feeling. Percolated means to have passed through. Periphery is the outer edge. Predilection is a fondness for or a liking for. Proclaimed means announced in a fancy way. Pulsing means beating like a heart. Rambling means taking the time to wander. Rhapsody is an expression of enthusiastic feeling. Rumsack is a knapsack. Savory is flavorful, sometimes spicy. Scrumptious means delicious. Shambling is walking unsteadily. Shuffling is walking without lifting your feet. Slumber means to sleep. Snug means cozy. Solo is alone. Sprinkle means to scatter in drops. Spry is lively, full of energy. Stirring means exciting. Strudel is pastry with filling. Swagger is a way of moving as if you are proud of yourself. Swarthy means dark-skinned. Swirling means whirling. Tantalizing means making you want even more. Toddle is a wobbling, unsteady motion. Tremulously means shaking from nervousness. Voracious means extremely hungry. And windmill is a spinning machine with arms driven by the wind. Some of the author Ronnie Schotter's favorite words are cozy, snuggle, ruckus, rutabaga, and potato. She's the author of numerous books for children, including Nothing Ever Happens on 90th Street, and NCTE, Notable Trade Book, is the Language Arts, F is for Freedom, Captain Bob Takes Flight, Captain Bob Sets Sail, and the author Ronnie Schotter lives in Hastings, New York.